baby! Spud here. I've met a lot of people, and I've played some, too. And there's one thing I know. People like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making this evening? Happy Sunday night to you. Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast Podcast, talking out my ass with attorney at law Mike Bradner. I called up Bradner because I saw that big wreck that happened in Texas uh, in the freeze. I'm going, how in the hell are you straighten all that stuff out? So I called Bradner up, and we we're going to talk about that. So stay tuned. The Spudcast with Mike Bradner right after this. Spud here. On Friday, two friends told me they had COVID. Monday evening, I started feeling punky. Tuesday morning at 6.30, I was at Rapid Urgent Care getting tested, and by 7 o'clock, I was quarantined. Don't fool around. If you have any symptoms, let the professionals at Rapid Urgent Care diagnose your condition. They've got you covered with eight clinics from Baton Rouge to Bogalusa, from Metairie to Mandeville. You can even visit a doctor online. Mask up and get yourself and your loved ones tested at Rapid Urgent Care. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find the clinic nearest you. Spud here. You know, the last couple of years, I got to be buddies with attorney Mike Bradner. The guy Gambit Readers have voted the state's best lawyer two years running. Yeah, he, he's been on that super lawyers list longer than I can remember. But you don't make it number one on those lists because you have witty commercials. You make it because you treat your clients like they're number one. And that's what Mike Brander does. His clients are like his friends. He helps them through the tough times until he can get them a big check from the big insurance companies. So if you're in a wreck, get the big guy in your corner. Get Mike Brander, 345-1111. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dust busters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps. The list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing, because the next generation of space exploration has arrived, and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Okay, so I'm, I'm talking with my buddy, Mike Bradner, who I've gotten to be buddies with over the last couple of years because he'd come on a radio show with uh, me and Weldon, and uh, we would just crack jokes the whole time we were there. It's going like, you know, uh, you're not really answering any uh, legal questions over here, Mike, because we're too busy making fun, <laughs> you know? Right. But, uh, but see, that's one of the reasons I like you, man, because you don't take yourself seriously. You do a good job. You take your clients real seriously, but you don't take yourself seriously. And I think that's one of the ways... You know, you get through life. I don't take myself. Like, people go, oh, you're a celebrity. Well, I guess you think I am. But to me, I'm just somebody trying to pay the mortgage. Right, exactly. You know? So, anyway, that's the way I look at it. So, you yeah. are, you've done a bunch of law before we get into what I want to talk about. You've, you've done a bunch of different things, but now you're primarily a personal injury attorney. Yeah. Yeah. What other, what other lawyer type stuff did you do before you get to this? What did I do before? Yeah. Um, so, I did... I was I did insurance defense, which is pretty much you know the the people we go against. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked for an insurance defense firm. I did maritime um, defense and property and personal injury, and then you know I have a master's in tax law. So I was uh, for a good stint. I was doing state and local tax litigation, and then Katrina hit. I went out on my own. I decided to you know take on the Katrina claims. I had like no cases when I went on my own. So. You know, everybody thought I was nuts, but I wound up getting some Katrina cases, and we, uh, you know, we, we just kind of started from there. So the the homeowners that we represented got, were injured, and they wanted me to represent them, and just 
went on, you know? Yeah. But, and that's unusual for somebody. I mean, you know, if you went out on your own going with Katrina clients, it's not like you could take clients from the, from the tax firm because you weren't doing the same kind of law anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the tax, you know, so the the companies we represented for tax, state and local litigation, it's like Shell, International Paper, um, all the big wigs. So my wife used, my wife used to work for international. What's that? My wife used to work for, well, work for international. She was the person she, she did commercials for them. And when you'd call their place, that was her voice going press two for this. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It was a good gig for a while. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Am I just feeling time? No, I want to know some stuff. Okay. So I know, okay, this is Texas that this happened. And, and basically, they had this, okay, you do personal injury law, a lot of car wrecks, things like that. I'm not going to ask you about what's going on with the litigation with the truck drivers, you know, because I already know the lawyers involved in that, and they ain't going to talk about it on the air anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, but this big crash that happened in Texas in the freeze uh, between Dallas and Fort Worth, I think it was Grand Prairie, where the cops yeah. that were the first cops out there. There were like, what, 106 vehicles involved, like three semis, a bunch of other cars. Uh, six people died. Um, cop got injured real bad. Uh, several people got hurt. Somebody got right. injured real bad while they were there trying to straighten out the mess. And the first thing I thought about, well, uh, first thing I thought about was, you know, I'm sorry for these folks. I'm glad I'm not in that mess. But then I started thinking about because of the conversations you and I had. It's like, what? How in the hell? Do you weave your way through this ribbon of nightmare, you know, with all the 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 ice and the black ice and, you know, so many different vehicles that are involved? I mean, where you start at, Brandon, who who's responsible? Is this an act of God because of the ice or is it just bad driving or somebody's brakes failed? How do you how do you start? How do you, where do you start, and and when? How long do you think it's going to be before this is finished? So it's, I mean, even though it's a multi, you know, really multiple car pileup, you look at it from the simplest point of view. You know, if you look at it from like a three car pileup, right? Mm-hmm. Think about three kids standing in line, single file, and you know, the first kid, the second kid hits the first kid, the third kid. It's the second kid, and then the second kid may even hit the first kid again. The one, the one person who's not responsible, not liable, is the first kid. All uh, the other two kids are responsible. So multiply that by whatever, you know, sixty. The first, the first car is not responsible, but all the other cars are. Well, wait, wait, wait. All right, let me, let me, let me ask you about that one. I. Uh... My kids have turned me on to a bunch of YouTube channels I didn't know existed. And one of them is like all these road rage and car wrecks and brake checking. You know, what would happen if, if, if the first person, everybody's tooling along and there's no problem. And then the first person just slams on their brakes. You know, I, I'm, I am within, you know, a safe driving distance from them. Yeah. But they just there's- slam on their brakes for no reason. And then I slide on the ice and I hit them. Right. So there's a sudden emergency doctrine that says that if it was a sudden emergency, then, you know, it's a way to escape liability. Now, rarely happens, um, especially in Louisiana, because in Louisiana, if you rear end somebody, you're presumed liable, right? Yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. So it, it, 
it really happens that you can overcome that burden. But, you know, I, I, every now and then, I, I've yet to see it happen. Um, I know that they've tried no, I mean, to a lot of times the insurance company is just going to settle. You know, I mean, I, well, a lot of them will. A lot of them will. Yeah. They're, they're going to settle. They're not going to go to court if they can help it because it, then well, that's what I'm wondering about this thing. Okay, so the first guy, the second guy, the third guy, the 106th guy that runs into stuff. I mean, gonna this be, is going to be tied up, I would think, in the courts for a long, long time. It could. It could. may may not be. I mean, it could be like uh, one of these situations where everybody puts their money in a, in a pot. And then you just got to fight for it, you know, because all of these, uh, I mean, you have trucks. If, let's think about it. You have regular cars. They can have anything. I think Texas may have, may have a 25,000 minimum policy limit. So you have, you have cars that may have $25,000 worth of insurance. Then you have like 18 wheelers that could have 25 million. So, you know, and the problem is, if there's 10 cars in front of the, 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 the truck, you know, the 18 wheeler, and it's like, what do I do? You know? So it, it's a big mess. Yeah. But you try to, you always try to simplify the, the, the complicated things the best way you can. And that's, that's the way you look at it. You, uh, you just try to simplify it. And, you know, I guess the, the second car is probably the easiest um, because I'm sure that all these cars slid right into them. Yeah. Um, they can just say, give me, <laughs> just open your checkbook to, if he's hurt bad. Um, but the thing of it is, I mean, after a while, I, I'll tell you why I bring this up too. Cause I have a friend of mine from college. I mean, we weren't close, but I didn't know her. And I, I ran into her several years ago and, and, uh, uh she told me that, you know, uh, she had gotten into a wreck. With a, uh, and it wasn't an 18 wheeler, but it was a fairly big truck and, uh, they, they were in the wrong. So they just declared bankruptcy. So, I mean, she, she got nothing. So she's like on permanent disability and, you know, it's like they just declared bankruptcy. And I would think, I mean, that's, I would try to hide bankruptcy if I was the one responsible for a 106 car pileup. I mean, right. I'd, I'd be the first, I, you wouldn't be the first lawyer I'd call it. It'd be the bankruptcy lawyer. <laughs> yeah. It's true though, man. Wouldn't they try to hide behind that? I mean, if the first guy in line, the second person in line who was the first one to hit somebody, all he's got is $25,000 worth of insurance. Dude, he ain't going to I mean, that's that's probably not going to pay for the car that the first car that they hit or all the rest of them that came up behind him. Yeah. You know? I mean, how come he's not sitting there going, hey, man, y'all should have stopped. Yeah. What y'all doing running into me? Y'all are responsible for running into me. Y'all were going too fast. Right. Right. So that's why I'm asking... How is it, how is it going to take you to weave through this? It can't be, I know, I know you, like you say, you're trying to look at it from the simplest thing, but that's just too much of a mess and well, you, too many people involved. So, you know, you got the ice and all that stuff, but at the same time, if this were to happen when, in, in a uh, thunderstorm, you know, if you're on the roads, you presume to know how to drive. Um, and, and like, look, I've been in New York where it snows a lot. Yeah, I know. I live there. I was at a stoplight and I was just watching all these cars just slide into <laughs> donuts uh, out of this. And I'm like, what? I thought these guys know how to drive, but, um, you know, so it happens. Well, I know about driving in rain. I used when I, the first time I went to Los Angeles, I got a job driving a convalescent ambulance, yeah. you know, and, and we would pick up, you know, 
radiation and dialysis patients and people in body casts and all kinds of stuff. And I tell you what, all the old ladies, especially the old ladies going for dialysis and, and, and radiation treatment, they wanted me to drive them if it started to rain because I was from here and nobody out in California knew how to drive in the rain. I'm going, dude, I live yeah. in the rain. What are you talking about? The only people who rains more than here is Seattle, you know, and, right. and they can't even make coffee. So what the hell? All right, don't wait. Don't go away. Got to step away for a second. My guest is Mike Brandner, attorney at law. And we're talking about what spawned the conversation is that big 106-car pileup up in Dallas-Fort Worth during that big freeze. And how do you weave your way through this wreck to figure out who's responsible and how much, whatever, how they're going to pay or is anybody ever going to... I like that idea you're talking about, though, Mike. He's probably just everybody throw money into a big pile and then everybody try to figure out how they're going to get their piece of it. This is Spudcast Podcast talking out my ass back right after this. Ready to wave bye-bye to this rotten year? Then get the greatest holiday gift of 2020, the iWave air purifier from Serentine Comfort Systems. This proven ion technology kills molds, allergens, bacteria, even viruses, including COVID-19. Serentine can install the iWave right in your existing AC unit. No UV bulbs, no filters, no maintenance, and all for about 25 bucks a month. Call your iWave dealer, Serentine Comfort Systems, at 504-833-8831. 504-833-8831. Hey, what you gonna do this weekend? You can't go dancing and go to the show because the Corona Cootie's back with a vengeance. Oh, I got an idea. Go fishing. Yeah, get yourself a licensed and insured guide on lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. And at lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos galore from all the happy fishermen and women and kids and... Don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. Does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home? There's only one sure way to fix a flooding problem. Home Team Elevation. End the worry. Stop insurance rate hikes. Get your flooding problem fixed now with the Home Team Advantage. Experienced, hands-on, local owners. You want design choices? On the Home Team, you're the MVP. So don't wait. Elevate with Home Team Elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222. or go to hometeamelevation.com. Okay, and uh, we're back talking with attorney-in-law Mike Bradner. How long have <laughs> you been a lawyer, man? Uh, too long. I'm yeah, old. Yeah. I'm getting old. I, Bro, uh... Shut up, man. My, I got <laughs> socks older than you. What are you talking about? You know? I, um, since 2002. So, well, what is it, 2021? Almost 20 years. Wow, man. Jesus, Pete. I'm, I just... I had to upload, well, I've still got one more to go. I got three auditions for movies. Or One's a pilot. One shoots here, one shoots in Memphis, one shoots uh, in Atlanta. And it's like, um, you audition on tape and you send the tape in. And I still have to go upload one of the one of the audition pieces. And it's like, yeah. you know what? I, I first walked in front of a camera that got me into the Screen Actors Guild in 1988. Yeah. So I've been doing this a long time, and I'll tell you the truth, bro. I'm kind of, I've been doing the kingfish for 30 years. I, I finally retired from doing that. I think I'm fixing ready to retire, you know? I, yeah. As soon as I win the Powerball, I'm calling it quits. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it should be my turn, huh? Who do I sue about that, Mike? If somebody exactly. skipped over my turn for the for the uh, Powerball guy. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um. So 
we got we got a hundred six car pileup, and we're talking about the the right before we break said oh that pile of money that you talked about that I mean will a bunch of insurance companies and and like people like you and then uh, people like who you used to be the insurance lawyers all the different people I mean the trucking company guys like you said the first guy in the front the second guy driving might have twenty five thousand dollars worth of insurance three of those trucks back there might have twenty five million each. So are they going to be the most guilty because they got the most money or it's just it's going to be one of them share the wealth things like everybody's got to pay the percentage of what they got type of deal. Or you don't know. I mean, it's everything is different. Every each one is individual. Each. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you really do. You got to look at it. It's almost like it's almost like. a. So like we're talking about paper, right? Yeah. In the paper making process, there is a. Man, I actually did. I had to do a um, it's called request for admissions, and I broke down the paper making process. There's, I think, I think I counted like a hundred different chemical spill offs and you know whatever re reactions. Um, you know. I just remember that smell from the mimeograph machine. That's all I know about the paper. You know. Yeah. So you had to break it all down. So that's what this, that's going to happen here. How long yeah, is it going to, I mean, this, every collision, every collision, but this just happened. How long is it going to be before they decide how big a pile of money is going to be in there? And then how long before they decide who's going to get some and do the families of the people, the six people who got killed, get it first. Do the people who are injured, get it first. The people who are the farthest up the line, get it first. You know, I mean, Man, you, you kind of have to, um, you know, I, I wish it could be as simple as okay, all these cars were in, in the collision. Um, you know, just put all your money up in the pot and let's fight over based upon damages, right? That would be the easiest way to do that, believe mm -hmm. it or not. Um, but what's going to happen is they're going to say, <clears throat> you know, um, they're going to so like if car number five. They're going to look more at car, car number four. Then they're going to ask car number three, did you hear, like, how many how many bumps did you feel? Uh, one bump, two bumps, three bumps, whatever. So, and the purpose of that is, if they only felt one bump, that means the car behind the car that hit them didn't hit, you know, didn't push that car into that mm -hmm. person. Um, which we get a lot, actually. It's it's pretty common when you have, like, three-car pileups. But, uh, you know, it, man, you got to break this down to the fact that I, it, it, so if I was taking this case, right, um, I would, I would pretty much go buy a dry erase board and just write it all out, you know, put the 60 cars up, say this did this, what are they seeing? I mean, you kind of have to do that um, in an organization, almost like in an organizational chart to see how that works. Um, you have to do like one of those, like, uh, like you see these big bulletin boards and they'll have yeah. like string drawn from this one to that one and that string. Yeah, like you see yeah. on all the cop movies and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, of course it has to be. It has to be It's because it's that complicated because there's so many things involved. But again, somebody's going to step up and just go, I ain't paying nothing because you know what? Right. Uh, it was an act of God because it was the ice. Well, you were doing right. 75 and a 50. I don't care. You know, I, I, I drive 75 all the time. Um, and again, though, the trucking companies are going to go, why do we have to pay more? We didn't start this mess. You know, I mean, we got caught up in it, too. I mean, we're driving down the road. And guess what? It takes us a long time to stop these things when it ain't icy. 
you know? So they're, I mean, they're going to have, they're going to have their lawyers arguing against it. And in the meantime, you got six funerals and you got, I don't know how many people in the hospital and you got 106 wrecked automobiles, you know, plus not to mention how many people are going to try to, you know, throw, uh, throw dirt on it because they were late getting to work or they got stuck out there and, and almost froze to death. So they're going to go, Oh, I, I need a million dollars. Cause I was cold. I got, I, I got a cold. So I need a million bucks, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a nightmare. They're going to, they're going it, to, it's, it's so complicated. Um, <clears throat> Which is why you said at the beginning that you want to make it as easy as you can. Yeah, you do. You always want to make a complicated situation as easy as you can, because that's the only way to really look at it. You know, it's kind of like you can't see the forest through the trees. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a weird situation, and it doesn't happen that often. Um, like you really don't you normally see these things in weather events, like like an ice storm or whatnot. Um, so, and the whole thing, so the whole reason why the person who rear-ended somebody is liable in an ice storm is because they they failed to, they followed too close. You know what I mean? They failed to, to, to keep mm-hmm. proper distance. Um, so that's, that's going to be the argument. And that's, uh, man, it, it, it's going to be. It's going to be a nightmare. And it's, it's going to take it, forever. It's a mess. It, it, yeah. It's kind of like what's going on with the Hard Rock Hotel right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's, yeah, well, nobody's responsible for that, you know, nobody, nobody's responsible for it. They don't have enough insurance. I mean, it's crazy. Hey man, I know somebody, I know somebody who works for the same company that was doing the hard rock and, uh, he was working on another gig and he said, I was supposed to transfer to that, to the hard rock when I'm through with this gig. He goes, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm, I quit the company. I'm going, I'm going to work someplace else. That was enough of a pain. To begin yeah. with, but to know I was going to end up in something like that. Wise yeah. man, man. Wise yeah. man. Oh, very. But the thing of it is, though, it's like, who? I hear, I can't talk about it. I hear all kinds of stuff that I ain't supposed to know. People tell me, I ain't on the radio no more. People tell me crap. What yeah. do you think about this, bud? I think I ain't on the radio no more. So I ain't got to talk about that kind of shit. Right. But in a situation like this big wreck, again, it's there's ice out there. You know, and you you might be driving along at what seems to be a safe speed, even though it's it's a nasty thing. But you're not like okay, it's normally seventy miles an hour, and you're going like forty five, fifty, and you're you're doing okay. And all of a sudden, a gust of wind comes along and starts spinning you around, and then bang, you slam into somebody. Well, what do you do then? You know, right? I mean, how do you right. how, how do you look at somebody? And go, hey man, you know that's an act of God. I was tooling along. We were fine. I got a gust of wind, and next thing you know, I roll over the thing, and I land in the other lane, and bang, I hit somebody. Man, you know, we have a case. It's not a car accident. It's a case where the Riverwalk had uh, they had tents out, right? Mm-hmm. But they also had these, these kiosks selling whatever. Well, a tent blew over the kiosk. The kiosk amputated a client's finger. Um, and the defense is saying it's act of God and they're putting the, uh, you know, they're putting the, um, the surveillance out and in the surveillance, you have all these tents and there's only like one or two that blow over. So I'm like, you know, I, I, yeah, I you didn't tie your tent down. Yeah, exactly. It just wasn't. And that, and that's the thing, man, like the act of God stuff is kind of overblown. There's a case from hurricane Katrina. 
where a boat was tied down, I want to say in Venice Marina. And, you know, when Katrina hit, it broke away and did whatever. Well, they found that the guy didn't secure the boat properly during Hurricane Katrina, mind you. And because of that, because there's negligence associated with the act of God, the act of God defense doesn't come Doesn't work. Life. Yeah. So, I mean, he didn't put enough ropes, basically? He yeah, didn't... it was something like that. Like, he just didn't tie it properly, and then it broke loose and damaged other boats. Um, I mean, Hurricane Katrina, of all things. Um, yeah. But, yeah. It, it, so, you know, the act of God defense is, is wonderful unless there's liability associated with it. Well, it's like you see these videos driving down the road. And again, it's my kids turning me on. I fail army. I never knew what that was. Now I'm over there giggling at, at people slipping and busting their ass or, you know, riding a skateboard and all of a sudden, bang, right in the nads while I hit some kind of trying, right. to, trying to ride on a handrail. And, right. and, and you, I mean, you see some like a car driving along and then all of a sudden a tree falls and hits the car. Right. Well, I would have to say that's an act of God. Unless there's somebody hanging on the side with a chainsaw, you know? Right. That sounds like right. act of God to me. But that's about it. That's right. So. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah look, these things are, you know, it, it, it probably will take a long time. Especially, you know, the other thing we didn't talk about is the venue. It's in Texas. and Texas, Different animals. Yeah. Yeah. Texas has some of the worst um, laws for auto accidents. Um, From your with, point of view or just across the board? For, well, from the plant, so pretty much in Texas, if you, if, you know, the law was written in a way that you can go ahead, you might as well just, you know, if you drive a semi, you might as well just knock everybody over because there's no liability in it. Um, it's unfortunate, but that's the way it is with, over there. Let me ask you this, because I'm out of time anyway. We're on. Yeah. What is no-fault insurance? Is that a good thing? Or, I mean, you supposedly, if everybody has no-fault insurance, well, then... You get in a wreck, your insurance company takes care of you, and their insurance company takes care of them, and everybody's on their merry way. Is, is, that, is that how that works, or mm. not even close? Nah, not really. You know, um, <clears throat> the no-fault insurance, I, from my, I don't think we have that here. but I think it's in Florida, or at least it used to be. Yeah, so the no-fault insurance, oh, no, no-fault insurance is PIP. It's called PIP. Um, so with, and it's only like 10 grand. So yeah, basically, you know, you can get, you can rear end somebody and you know, you you can get 10 grand for your medical expenses. You know, we refer to it as PIP. I don't know what PIP means, but that's what they call it in Florida. So that's what we call it when we do it. Okay. (laughs) Which I don't know. I mean, I just, I just, you know, I sent my kids to driving school. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I've been in two wrecks. I didn't get in a wreck until I was in my mid fifties. I started yeah. driving at 15 and both times it's because somebody got right in front of me. Somebody cut me off the first time. And the other one was somebody got right in front of me and then hit the brakes. And it was yeah. a rainy night and I, and I rear ended them. And guess what? I had to eat it. You know, you, you know where I graduated from two, three weeks ago, What? racing school, <laughs> you went over to Avondale over there. Oh, well, I, I go there a lot, but I went over to uh, CODA, Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. Mm. And it's called the Skip Barber Racing School. And they were training, um, like, circuit racers, NASCAR drivers, and us. And we're all doing the same stuff. Yeah, I got I got a good my good friend of mine whose nephew 
was a NASCAR driver. Now he has a NASCAR company and he owns like three or four cars and oh, nice. drivers to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause hey, he look, married, he married a woman with a lot of money. So there you the go. Joke. <laughs> look, the, look, the last day it rained, it was ice rain, not ice, but it was a uh, cold rain. And, uh, and the instructor's like, Mike, why'd you why'd you slow down so far in advance for the turn? I was like, because it's raining, you know. <laughs> I'm a lawyer. Like, I know what's yeah, gonna happen. Like, it's <laughs> raining. I don't want to slide into that wall that's fastly approaching. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean, look, it, it's all about it's all about the driving and and whatnot. But yeah, that that's gonna be a mess. Yeah. I, I, How long I'm you looking, really? I'm out of time. I'm I'm so over time. It ain't funny, but. When do you right. think this is going to get resolved? When is, when is this finally going to be done? A year, two years, five years? Now, I'd say somewhere between three to five years. Three to five years for it to get done. So that yeah. teaches me that I don't need to be driving in the snow, which is why I live down here. Mike Bradner, attorney at law. We need to go have a lunch or a coffee or something soon. Absolutely, man. You tell me. All right. I will. Thanks a bunch, man. All right. More on the Spudcast. Wrapping it up right after this. Bud here. Do your breakers keep breaking? Do you see a spark when you plug in your hair dryer? If you do, I want you to remember one thing. 947-3392. That's Eugene Lawrence's number at E1 Electric. Let's face it. You don't know nothing about electricity, but Eugene does. A licensed and insured electrical contractor, over 25 years experience. Him and his crew can do anything for you. From hanging a ceiling fan to rewiring an apartment complex. So before you hear this... You better hear this. Thanks for calling E1 Electric. How can we help you? E1 Electric, 504-947-3392. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French vanilla or king cake or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Okay, so uh, there you go. Mike Brandner trying to explain a big gigantic wreck. And it's his gig, and even he can't explain it 100%. So just uh, say a rosary for the people that were in that wreck and then say another rosary that you weren't. Anyway, I uh, appreciate you joining me here on the Spudcast Podcast. You can find this podcast on Red Circle and Spotify and Google Podcasts, Amazon, Public Radio, Stitcher. You can find it on Twitter at SpudGotDat. And you can also find it on my Facebook page at Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and The Big Teasy. If you would like to be a sponsor of the podcast here or if you'd like to... Uh, Get on a direct email list, and I'll send the podcast directly to you. You can contact me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Till tomorrow. Y'all watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.